Hey everyone, this is Jackie Cooper with Crypto Mom 2, and I want to thank everyone for hopping on this episode. I am super excited to have my guest on today, John, from all the way over to the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast, and it's always amazing to me how um, we're able to connect with individuals no matter where they are in the world. Um, so for those that are hopping on today, um, I will introduce John in a quick second, but if you're not familiar with Crypto Mom 2, I just want to give you a little bit of background. I started the talk show a few years ago because I was just beginning to navigate cryptocurrency and blockchain, and I felt um, I was a newbie, and I still am in many ways, but you know, I've, I've done the di deep dive down the rabbit hole, and I've been talking to people around the world about NFTs, about the metaverse, um, you know, wallets, estate planning, you know, taxes, Bitcoin mining, everything that is popping up, and it's just fascinating to me. And, you know, we're seeing in current events, and John and I are going to be talking about that in, in a second, uh, but my background, I'm a lawyer, I'm also an educator, an entrepreneur, and a single mom. And so, um, you know, all these things have made me want to help and reach out to everyone else who's within this community, both those that are just starting, as well as those that are more advanced in their knowledge base. But like everything else, these shows are not financial advice. Um, I do not give legal advice over the air. You can contact me privately though. Um, and again, invest at your own risk. There's always um, challenges on the blockchain. You have to do your own research. Um, there are like everything else in the traditional space, there are good businesses and there are scams. So you do need to do your research and you need to find uh, advisors that you can trust and I'll give you guidance as you're doing your own research. So with that said, um, one of the individuals who I think is um, an, uh, someone you might want to think about having as an advisor, his name is John and welcome. How are you doing today? Doing great, Jacqueline. Thank you very much for having me on here. I'm very excited. I know um, prior, before we hopped onto the show, we have been uh, having a conversation about crypto and it's crazy how we instantly connected with conversations back and forth yeah. and how crypto really goes on to but before I do want to go ahead and get get any further with the conversation I do want to go ahead and let everybody know um, who I am in this space um, Jackie did give me a pretty much a brief description of what I do so let me go ahead and tell you guys welcome to those that are new uh, my name is John I go by another name on social media Zoltaev uh, which I am a YouTuber. I am an influencer, mostly in the educational space. If you guys are looking for any uh, any services as far as consultation, not financial advice, but like as far as you know, helping you set up your wallet, how to go ahead and use Uniswap, you know, PancakeSwap. Uh, just go ahead and feel free to contact us at luxfia.com. But most importantly, a little bit of background of what I do. Um, I've been in the space of crypto for a few years back in 2017. But really where I really got what really got me into the crypto space was my prior experience in the traditional stock market. So what I go ahead and do is that I have a lot of experience in the traditional stock market with uh, technical analysis and fundamentals. So I go pretty deep into researching companies and doing technical analysis on the market of psychology. So that's where a lot of my information comes from when I'm looking for new upcoming projects. And um, that's where I go ahead and pretty much mix my skills 
from my traditional knowledge on the stock market that really correlates a lot with the crypto market. Two whole different spaces, but definitely those two spaces do have some similarity. And I, I could definitely go ahead and tell everybody, it does give me the upper advantage of knowing both markets and understanding that into placing either a trade or you know looking into a project i want to go ahead and invest in because of that prior knowledge but with that being said guys anything you know i do say or anything you guys do watch on the channel just know it is not financial advice everything we talk about is solely for entertainment purposes only always do your research uh definitely go ahead i'm Definitely, I wouldn't say fully do not listen to us, but do not listen to us. You know, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's it's financial advice. And I always recommend everybody, even if it's me or whoever influencer you guys see in the space, always, you know, double check, do your research because people have different investing strategies or plans and goals. So I always suggest, even when it comes to my private clients on, you know, what to go ahead and jump into, I always tell them invest in what you're willing to lose. Uh, look at it like if you're going to a casino or you're gambling, don't expect that money to come back. But there is money to be made in this space if you are aware and educated. Education is key to anything in life, especially in crypto. Just like Jackie said, this space is so big that, you know, there's other there's other things people might not know that people are familiar with. Like, for example, I know Jackie's heavily into the mining. Um, I know a little bit of mining, but I am no expert in mining, you know, <laughs> but I could tell you about technical analysis, you know, how to read charts because that's my expertise. So just know that this space is so big that it's, it's pretty, I wouldn't call it impossible, but it's pretty hard and difficult to keep up with so many events going on in the world of just, not just crypto, but the everyday life. So, um, that's kind of a little bit of my background about me, guys. And if you guys do want to go ahead and find out more information, like I said, just go ahead and type in on YouTube, Lux Fiat LLC. Um, and you guys will go ahead and get to know more information about the projects I talk about. You know, I mostly talk about low cap coins, meaning they have, uh, they're really brand new and there's barely any volume, but the volume starts picking up once it starts picking up traction, which means there's massive opportunities and potential to go ahead and um, make some money. But with that being said, that means it's a higher risk. So it's a higher risk, high reward. And like I said, just like anything could happen, um, it literally could disappear in seconds or in a day. So that's why I always preach, you know, um, only invest in what you're willing to lose and always go ahead and feel comfortable in what you're doing. If you're not comfortable with what your buddy, your friend tells you to go ahead and jump into. Don't blindly jump into it because if you go ahead and do that, your psychology as a, as a human, you're going to go ahead and panic when, when things don't start coming your way. But if you're aware of the project and the capacity and what it's doing in the future or later down the line, it makes you feel a lot more comfortable. It's like uh, it's like doing something you're already familiar with. So definitely do not take advice, even from a friend. Even if you do trust that friend, I would definitely always recommend jump in if only you feel comfortable with. Um, with that being said, that was a little long intro, but I want to go okay. ahead and pass it on to, to Jackie yeah. and see where we go from there.
Yeah, no, I agree with everything that you're saying. When I first started, one of the first things that I did um, was to ask a lot of hard questions from uh, another individual who was in the crypto space. And once I felt comfortable, then I put a little bit of money that, like you said, I was willing to lose. And then, um, you know, I kept putting my foot in a little bit here, a little bit there. But then I realized, okay, on these platforms, there are things that are called white papers. And basically, as I started to look at the white papers, which is like a business plan for the platform, I realized some of these white papers had now granted, I'm a lawyer. So some of them had standard legal language. And I kept seeing a lot of duplication of legal language. But then I also realized some of them actually said what they were going to be for. Some of them actually had faces and names and even addresses and emails. And that made me feel a little bit more comfortable. Again, you do have to do your research. But then I thought, okay, for those that white papers that don't have any contact information, do I really want to put money into something that I can't reach out to someone? You know, so again, um, that's why it's important for you to take a few minutes before you just kind of see where the markets are going and you see what's going on on Coinbase or some of these other platforms, actually look into what what is that altcoin? What is that, you know, project that they keep talking about? Don't, like you said, don't just be kind of swayed by the influencer, the entertainer who's out there advertising because they might get being get paid on the backside. <laughs> right. No, correct. I, I, I totally agree with you. And that's that's a lot of cases that happen. You know, um, there, there's certain things that right now in this space that we're in, it, it's kind of like in a middle kind of space is that like, how can they actually do legal action in certain things because it's somewhat decentralized? And like what you said, there's sometimes not even addresses to go ahead and contact these companies. So who will they really go after, right? Um, so I feel like it, it's kind of an opener for a lot of people that want to do criminal acts uh, that think they're safe and they're protected. But in reality, you guys are not. <laughs> Just to let you guys know, FYI, everything's on the blockchain. You guys could be tracked if... We really want to go ahead and find you, but uh, just, just putting that out there. But there is a lot of things going on, uh, like what you mentioned with influencers. Um, you know, for example, I know a few days ago, I'm sure a lot of people heard about this, what's going on with Kim Kardashian's lawsuit about promoting a coin. Same with uh, Floyd Mayweather. You know, uh, these are influencers that you would have probably never thought about. But the thing is, some people just have different motivations in life. You know, uh, we don't know what their really their output is to their fans. And that's what these, you know, these scammers actually go after. They go after big influencers because they know they have trust in these people and it's easier to sell products. So for them to go ahead and pay an influencer a couple hundred thousand to a couple who knows million, they're making more money on the back end selling you guys a token that they're going to rug pull, which means pulling out the full liquidity out of the token. And guess who's in trouble? The influencers, the celebrities, because the person who made the token is anonymous. They're gone. Um, so the person who gets in legal trouble are the influencers. So, you know, these people that are creating these scams, they're, 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 they're kind of smart. <laughs> they're they're kind of smart of what they're doing. You know, it's like, and the reason why I say that is because all of this, the funds really could be tracked if, if people really go ahead and nail it down and actually track it down. But the reason why I say that is because these influencers, whether we know it or not, they might have the intention to do that to their people. And some of them might not, but because they were not aware and they didn't have a, 
at a, a, a really good, you know, legal team who knows how to read the white paper, like you said, knows how to read the smart contract behind. These are signs that could be easily prevented if you actually do your research, believe it or not. There's a lot of these projects that are, are really good scams that you can't go ahead and know whether it's a good project or not because it's all done through the back end of a smart contract. But there's a lot of these projects that look really bad on paper and look bad in the inside and out. And that's where these projects happen, um, just like what these celebrities went through. So probably they had someone who, you know, like Jackie or myself that were able to read it. We probably would have been able to call it out. Um, but those are just cases right now with with people not being aware on, you know, not knowing how to do their research correctly. It could look good from what they're saying, from their promising, but it really comes down to the white paper. Uh, you know, the white paper, it really tells you a direction, like I said, a business plan of where the project or the technology that they're offering, whether it's it's new or whether it's even exciting to bring into the space. And another thing that you have mentioned, and we've talked about offline as well, is don't invest with your emotions. You really Correct. have to, um, like you said, you have to be willing to lose things, but you also have to take that time and, and not be swayed by um, the feel good. Um, yeah, you do follow your intuition sometimes in business, but you really have to do your research. And this, this whole area is evolving so fast. Um, I do want to bring up some current events. So I was, you know, I'm constantly reading and looking at things. And uh, let me see if I can't get over to what it was that I wanted to show everyone. Um, because there are, like I said, there's, there's current events happening, there's technology, you know, new businesses. Let me go ahead. And recently, um, Let's see if I can get this up. Yep, here. Um, so for those that are on the talk side, not on the, the, the podcast side, what we're looking at here is no trucks given. A private class action lawsuit against participants in Canada's Freedom Convoy has won the right to temporarily freeze crypto assets directly and indirectly related to the protest. This fascinated me. And actually, John and I were just coming on as I was reading this. And I said, we need to talk about this current event. The injunction names crypto platforms, um, and they name a few. Um, and the charity campaign um, actually raised over 21 Bitcoin to help the truckers protest. Now, what fascinated me about this is the fact that crypto is being used like fiat now to one, to raise money. And now, it's being looked at as if we can freeze the assets. And that to me is just amazing because John was uh, just talking about a few seconds ago, you know, blockchain was created with the idea of peer-to-peer -peer transactions, DeFi, and if you're not sure what DeFi means, it's, you know, supposedly unregulated. Um, and, you know, again, there is, um, privacy involved, even though a lot of it is, most of it is trackable, even though you might not know directly the person, but everything on the blockchain is connected. But yeah. John, what are, you, what are your thoughts about this? I think it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the biggest things, and when we kind of spoke about this uh, last week on, on, you know, the whole entire being decentralized or whatnot, but I think one of the biggest things right now what's going on with, with crypto is, 
I, I'm really excited with what's going on, but at the same time with how crypto's moving, I would say pretty quickly, it's somewhat, this is kind of the issues we're gonna go ahead and run to, you know, uh, cr cryptocurrency that was once decentralized is going to go ahead and become centralized. You know, being on platforms just such as, you know, Coinbase, Crypto.com, um, what, what are the accounts? I think Uphold, you know, these kind of exchanges are similar like to being in a Charles, uh, Charles Schwab or, you know, being in a Robinhood brokerage account. These are centralized exchanges, you know, so what does that mean? They go ahead and have the ability to go ahead and block funds. They have the ability of you know, full control, if you guys are not aware, there's two different sides of crypto. So we have the centralized, which is a big exchanges, like most of you guys are going to be signing up to, I'm, I'm sure. And there's a good and bad between that. The, the good is that it's very easy to navigate. Uh, people could go ahead and use. And then the bad is that it could go ahead and be blocked. You know, monies could go ahead and be blocked. But like one of these cases right here with what's going on uh, with the truckers, this is where, you know, having the power of being you know decentralized actually could go ahead and help people do i don't know how in in what way they're looking to go ahead and you know really freeze these addresses uh like i said the only way i could think of is if they're working directly with the exchanges that have you know have connection with uh with certain things like for example i know there's certain exchanges that don't allow certain coins to be purchased in certain you know countries certain yeah. states uh so it's it's still being so regulated there's certain things we technically cannot be allowed to use like for example if you're located in the u.s you can't use binance you have to go ahead and use binance usa which exactly. is completely regulated from the traditional binance uh, there's ways around that but i'm not going to go ahead and talk about that in the show but with that being said were um, the whole thing about crypto being decentralized, the whole point in this, in what's going on right now in this current live, I think their whole point is to go ahead and centralize it. That's why these banks realize they're like, you know what, if we go ahead and allow people to be in this technology to themselves, we're going to go ahead and miss out on control. And I don't want to get too much about politics, but um, a lot of things that happen in our life and around the world is due to the fact that they want more control over the people. You know, I, I know JP Morgan was talking about crypto being the worst thing ever, but they've been buying Bitcoin this whole entire time. Uh, Bitcoin, uh, JP Morgan themselves, they also have been caught rigging the metals market multiple times and they get fines. And you do see articles, if you guys go ahead and not believe this, go ahead and type in JP Morgan rigging metals market and you guys will see articles upon articles months after months of constantly doing this and getting fined a couple millions of dollars and then making massive money in the back end so why am i mentioning that right um mentioning that because that means that the person who is in control are the banks and when they go ahead and start seeing people using you know a currency such as cryptocurrency where they're peer-to-peer -peer decentralized that is a way that they're one going to go ahead and get scared because now they're losing control of the people you know what can you go ahead and do with your money like you can't just go to walk to the bank and you know try to cash out a certain amount of money because one they're going to be suspicious of you for i don't know what reason when it's your money 
I'm gonna be honest with you guys. It's not your money. It's the Federal Reserve's money. It clearly says that no, that they have the right to go ahead and take that away any time that they want. Well, the other thing that most people might not realize, um, you know, the money is really not in your account. It's just a ledger. It's you know, and so you know that's the that's that's the other thing. You know, if you do want to move a large sum of money, you sometimes have to let the bank know in advance so that they can actually give you the cash currency if they don't have it there. So you know, it it is, and that's what makes the blockchain so fascinating because I remember when Ing was one of the first online banks maybe before your time because i'm a little bit older than you and i thought why would someone want to bank online and then here down the road we're looking at our debit cards our paypal our venmo you know and now the blockchain and it is all digital it's all digital so you know the, the assets that you're talking about, you're right, the banks, you know, it's, there's always control whenever you have traditional businesses. And as soon as the blockchain release that control, then, you know, different entities are feeling the pinch. So, right, right. And, and now, like what we saw with the current events, I'm just fascinated that the court systems are getting involved and that there were 120 wallet addresses that they did injunctions to because it's going to yeah. be very interesting to see the back end of this. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things why they're getting involved is to go ahead and, and scare people. Um, like I said, it goes back onto control and fear. I think those are the two biggest weapons they use with everything going on in the world. Control and fear is the way they could go ahead and keep people away from really seeing any further. You know, it's like when we're growing up and they tell us not to go ahead and, you know, they tell us about the boogeyman in the in the closet, you know, you're gonna be scared of it, you know, by not going to sleep early. You know, what is that tactic? That's, that's a fear tactic, you know? It's kind of the same way. I think what they're doing here is that you they're using a fear tactic to not go ahead and encourage people to go ahead and use this technology. And uh, what you said, like what you mentioned about, you know, the online banks and being digital, uh, it's not just, and what I mean by control, my, some people might not fully understand, but with control, I don't mean just like they have control over funds. Yes, they have control over your funds, but most importantly, marketing. You know, what happens when we go ahead and swipe our credit card into um, a store that we like shopping at or like ordering food from? What do we start receiving all of a sudden? We start receiving you know, offers, we start receiving, Hey, like Jackie, you forgot it. You forgot this in your cart. And you're like, wait, how, how do they know? Or when you're browsing, you know, whether you're looking for purses or cars online, and then all of a sudden you start getting all these ads about the car or the person you've been looking at. It's like, how, how do they know this? It's because all of our data, and this is not just about like the money. It's also about crypto and how data could be centralized on not Facebook selling it. For example, that's another thing right there, Facebook selling data. The platform is free because we are pretty much the, the product. <laughs> they sell our data to these big companies and they can go ahead and market us. So when we go ahead and see ads on Facebook, whether that's on Instagram, Twitter, uh, when we start seeing all these ads, whether it's our favorite you know, food item, you know, uh, whether it's weight loss products, whether it's, uh, you know, your, your car you're looking at purchasing, we start getting all these advertisements. So that is one of the way ways of why, you know, being in the space 
uh, and they're pushing digital away from cash is because now they have more control to know what to sell to you. They have more of a better reach to know, hey, okay, I think John likes, you know, his his favorite colors purple. Let's go ahead and advertise him items that are solely purple. So it's at the end of the day, it's really more of a marketing thing too. It's not, and that's what I mean by control, guys. I don't want to go ahead and, and say that. You know, um, like I said, I don't want to get too political, but I just wanted to go ahead and, and throw that out there. That really, it's more of a way to sell to one another peer to peer. There's a whole marketing war going on on data. You know, data is very, very expensive and very important for these companies to sell um, and advertise to. So that's what I kind of wanted to throw out there. So just yeah. let people know. Very much so. And you can, you know, just like we looked at the current events in Canada, um, you and I have talked about how um, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, which are used both in business as well as in art and music and other things. Um, now they're, you know, MasterCard and other platforms are talking about how to make it easier for you to buy an NFT. And um and yet there's a whole nother level and that's that's all about marketing because it's right now a very popular thing for people to say i have an nft or i'm creating an nft or my business is involved in that yeah. so um but there i mean we're, we're not going to get into it on this show even though john and i will have other episodes there are tax consequences of buying crypto and there are tax consequences of you know nft purchases even though people might think, well, it's not income, the IRS legislation, again, talking about, you know, navigation of control and things like that. You know, again, all of this has, um, it's, it's not free. So you have to be aware of every action has a consequence. And so you have to think, okay, um, you might have some income from it. And so as a result of income, you're going to have to pay taxes on it. <laughs> so um, I want to kind of wrap back around to you because I, what I loved about your background is the diversity of it, you know, from the traditional side to the crypto side, to um, the analysis side. Um, what made you get into the traditional financial area? And how did you kind of um, navigate over to the crypto side? Because I'm, I've been so impressed with your skill set. So, and your your background is just fascinating. The more we talk, the Thank more you. I just, you know, feel like I'm learning so much more. Yeah, yeah. So um, just a little background with that. What really got me into, you know, the stock market was that I've always grew up wanting to go ahead and make money. Um with a lot less effort. <laughs> and I mean, physically, right. You know, um, you know, at first I started my first couple, I've been really a salesperson since I was small. Like I remember selling candy, like I kind of told you, I remember selling candy to my mom's friends, um, at a young age, you know, same with, I would go ahead and, and sell toys around the neighborhood. I come from a, a single mother. So, you know, having that said, I feel like I've always had the ambition to go ahead and do more and want to go ahead and do more. So, with what kind of seemed like a bad thing at the time was really a good blessing in disguise. You know, having to see my mom really go ahead and put in the effort to go ahead and raise me on her own was really one of those things that kind of pushed me and motivated me to go ahead and do more. 
So with that being said, I started business at a very young age. You know, my first business was on eBay at the age of 16. And I know you ask what got me into this, right? And that's where it really started was when I started making money online at 16 before I was like legally to go ahead and have a job during high school, right? So I was making some pretty good money at that age, you know, about, you know, 2000 a month, 1000 on eBay, just selling items, you know, flipping them. And that's where it really started. You know, um, I ended up getting a job because I really wanted to go ahead and get a, a gym pass and expand my business on, you know, buying more items. So I always I've always been a person to go ahead and reinvest my money. That's always been my thing. And, you know, I got my business shut down multiple times because I was underage, you know, on eBay. They didn't care about my five star reviews or any of that. But anyways, what I'm saying that is that I, I ended up noticing that sometimes you don't have to work so hard. It's just about working smarter, you know, and I ended up working at my first job was at a retail store at Paxson, you know, putting up clothes or tagging them. And then I wasn't getting enough hours. So I went to McDonald's because I wanted to go ahead and have more money for my business to go ahead and buy products. So I remember when I was working at McDonald's and putting in so much work and always putting on overtime when I when I got my check, I was so excited to then come and realize what taxes were. And um, I was devastated. <laughs> I was devastated <laughs> on how much money I was getting. And I'm in California guys too, so taxes are ridiculous. So to me, I kind of had to find a solution of like, what is the way to one, make money, I was already kind of used to making money without having to work so hard. So I learned at an early age that it's not about working hard physically, but it's about working smarter. So for me, not only was I working harder at that job, but I was also earning passive income because of my side business at a young age. So I kind of always told myself, I am not going to be working this hard when I'm making more money that takes me a whole month in a day. You know what I mean? It's like, for me, it just wasn't going to do it. So I, I was so gravitated to, uh, to internet money. I would call it the internet money, right? I I always been fascinated with being able to go ahead and travel anywhere around the world or be anywhere and then just make money from my laptop. That was something that always amazed me. And one thing that, that really got, got, uh, got me into that was stocks. Like, I'm like, that's a way to go ahead and make money, you know, um, so I jumped into that, started reading books, and that's where really my journey started. And I didn't really become a successful trader until, you know, a few years ago, like maybe two or three years ago, because this market is a lot deeper than what a lot of people say. And I'm glad Jackie kind of brought that over about the psychology. This is really a psychology game. It's really all about human behavior. It's about how do people react it's how do people react when the market, that's what I'm saying. And I tell everybody it's about control because I remember reading so many books and reading uh, pattern sticks because that's how technical analysis is. It's done through pattern sticks. And those pattern sticks give you indicators of emotions of the market, of how people are reacting, whether you should buy or sell. And I remember doing everything exactly like I read from these books and I invested a lot of money in these courses and books and I always ask myself, like, why, like, why am I still losing money? You know, I constantly still did it. I did it back to back. I never gave up because I, I wanted to make it happen. That's always been one thing for me. I, I've, I'm not a quitter. I always, it doesn't matter how many times I fail, but if I want something, I'm going to go ahead and get it right. Yep. So one thing I remember reading this book, I'm going to try to remember if what, what the book was called. It was, I think it was called like 
the psychology of trading. I think it might've been, I can't remember. And that's when I read everything about what I just spoke about, about control, the government, politics, wars, you know, fears of inflation, all of these news control the outside market. And I realized that listening to your typical Fox news, it is not the way to get information. If you guys are looking to invest. Um, if someone I've learned something and this is a tip from all the years that, I, that I've taken. And like I said, it's not political. It's not financial advice. But usually whatever the news say, you do the opposite. If they tell you to sell, <laughs> you're going to you say buy. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they, if they tell you to sell, you have to buy. And when they tell you to buy, you should be selling because something bigger is going. And if you guys from what I said, if you guys start to pay attention and listen around the news, it, it looks very, very, very interesting how right now Bitcoin is in a place, and this goes back to the psychology, Bitcoin is in a place right now that is being adopted. You know, you have the crypto.com stadium now. You have that new um, FTX stadium out in Miami, I believe it is. Um, crypto is getting adopted and it's here to stay. So why is it that now this thing in Canada is going, you know, about cryptocurrencies, about Russia, you know, banning it, about can about China banning it. Let me tell you guys, it doesn't matter who bans it, it's decentralized. You know, it's not going to go ahead and make an effect. Bitcoin is going to be here without you and I. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether who bans it or not, it's still going to be around. And that's a nice thing about Bitcoin. Can they go ahead and you know regulate you in certain states or countries? Yes. What do you do then? Just move into another country or state. That, that's what you really could do. But as far as can they really have the full on control like like they say they can? No, they, they really can't. And they're scared to go ahead and do that. So that's why they're putting out all these news right now. In the next coming weeks to the next month, this should be the biggest bull run in history with both the stock market and the crypto market. So with that being said, why is it that there's so many bad news going on right now flowing about crypto when we're getting ready to push to the upside. We're really, right now with the way the markets have tanked, they have tanked a bit, um, everything's kind of red, you know, and I'm looking at the charts right now, it's pretty red. It looks healthy though, not everything can continue to go up. But with that being said, if you guys are not aware with what I just spoke about, this is the reason why you guys should definitely go ahead and, and stay in touch with, uh, with the channel Lux Fiat LLC, because I go deep dive into not only the mindset of what you, sh you guys should be looking at, but also have the real live news of what's really affecting the markets. Those news really don't matter. It really does not matter, but people overreact. And the people that overreact are the people that are clueless and are not educated on what they're doing, which causes panic. And when someone sees someone doing something, they tend to follow. So if someone sells, everybody else is going to sell. Um, that's why I always say it's not financial advice and always do your research because a lot of these influencers really could manipulate. Like, let's say, for example, Elon yeah. Musk. Mm -hmm. uh, Elon Musk talked about how bad Bitcoin was. Um, but the funny thing is that his cars actually do more damage to the earth. His batteries do. Why isn't anybody writing articles about that? You know, I really believe is big money inside paying Elon, I'm sorry, but I really do think so. It's big money paying Elon, telling Elon, hey, go ahead and tell everybody this now. And while they're buying, while all of you guys are panicking, selling, they're buying under the table, which is called OTC over the counter. And 
then they go ahead and release good news. And guess what happened? Big, uh, Elon actually did tweet something good about Bitcoin and it ran back up. So and there's that's a lot of the, things that go on. Yeah. And that's one reason why, again, this is not financial advice. You have to invest at your own risk. But that's one reason why I started to look at the mining side of Bitcoin only because it wasn't dependent on the markets. And also the rigs are the ones that are like the credit cards. They solve the problems. They get paid in transaction fees, Bitcoin transaction fees, but they also create the Bitcoin that gets bought on the exchanges. So my rig is creating Bitcoin that gets bought on Coinbase and other things, and I get paid daily Bitcoin drops. So for me, the, the mining side seemed to be, again, not this is my own personal opinion, um, seemed a little bit more steady. And um, and so that's why um, I'm both holding all coins as well as focusing on the mining side. But you're right. There is a lot going on. This is the first of many episodes, guys, that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be looking at a lot of events that are happening in the world and we'll see how you know it influences the markets. Um, definitely, um, John, go ahead and mention one more time where people can reach you. And for those that might not have paper and pen, don't worry, just come back to this episode yeah. that will be in the blog below. Um, so go ahead and mention again so they can reach so you. So you guys could go ahead and, and go on Google, just type in luxfiat.lc, which will take you directly to my website or as well go to YouTube and just type in luxfiat.llc and that's where you guys will go ahead and find deep down analysis on information of kind of what I told you guys and I, and I go over you know market psychology I'm pretty much there like holding your guys's hand so if you guys need that kind of support which a lot of people don't do that's what I'm there for you know I'm there to go ahead and educate you guys and I'm going to go ahead and always give my honest opinion I am not right i'm pretty right most of the time though I'm, I'm gonna be honest my technical analysis has been on point most of the time but it's not financial advice you know at the end of the day so i would always go ahead and say do your own research and there's a lot of projects you guys could go ahead and definitely capitalize um sort of like what jackie mentioned you know that she's doing the rig there's there's different projects i'm in like for example one that i'm in is called sirachi inu i'm earning passive income just by holding that token right now i'm generating over you know, $140 a week of passive income. So there's there's different ways to make money, whether that's, you know, on, on the mining side, whether you want to take the riskier place like I am, or go ahead and go into those altcoins that do give you that passive income in return. There is ways, but you just have to go ahead and find the people that have the knowledge that could go ahead and guide you. And as well, before I do go ahead and end it, I do have an event coming up on March 12th called Metafest 2022, which is a virtual reality event. Uh, that is really the future. Hopefully we can talk about that topic in the future. Sure, uh, you sure. know, metaverse and all of that is a big thing. So I would definitely go ahead and, and go ahead and keep you guys updated. But like I said, all that information will be found about me. You guys can reach me on Twitter, my Discord channel, which I highly suggest. Um, right now I am giving it for free. It is valued at $3,000. Um, I'm giving it to anybody who wants to go ahead and jump in right now just to get, get it going. But what you will go ahead and get there is, you know, these kind of calls, you, you'll be able to be able to have access to me personally once a week. Uh, we'll all go ahead and give out, you know, my YouTube videos before they release to the public, you know, talk about NFTs, 
So it's really more the educational side, which I will be providing. But if you guys really want to go ahead and have that kind of conversation with me, not just about mindset and trading, but the overall psychology of trading when it comes to this, that's the best way you guys can go ahead and take advantage of what I'm offering for free at the moment. Like I said, I will be making it private and I will be charging. So definitely if that is what you guys are looking for, that would be one of the best platforms to go ahead and jump in. Sounds good. Sounds good. And one last thing uh, from, from my perspective in terms of everyone who's getting involved in the, the crypto and the blockchain space, you know, congratulate yourself for taking that first step. But uh, on, this, on, the, on the flip side of that, um, reach out to me just so that way I can help you from the estate planning perspective, the tax planning perspective, the legal thinking perspective. Again, um, there's a lot of people who um, I'm networking with who are great and, and experts in the, on the accounting side and the tax side, as well as the law side, including myself in terms of being knowledgeable. And, you know, again, this is a fun space to be in, but just um, educate yourself with the resources. And that's my goal is to provide resources to everyone so you can make the best decision for you, for your business and your family. So John, thank you so much for being on. Everyone, thank you, Jackie. yeah, I look forward to our future conversations. Everyone remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to those in your circle. We're all connected. We're all one world and have a great day. Thank you so much. Have everyone. a good one. Yep.